Hi, besties. You're listening to Long Distance BFF. I'm Tristan. And I'm Samantha. We're your new best friends. Each episode, we'll dive into friendship head first. We'll talk about celebrity friendships, heartwarming friendships, and maybe share some tips to keep your friendship strong along the way. We're the friendship experts. Hi, everyone. Hey, besties. We're happy to see you back here. Tristan, do you want to tell our besties what we will be discussing today? We're going to be talking about everyone's favorite foursome. The Golden Girls. (laughs) Yay. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down the road and back again. All right, we'll stop there so we don't have to hear No, we don't have to hear that. Everybody yeah. knows the song. We might be editing that out. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very possible. <laughs> All right. What do we got? What do we got about the Golden Girls? Other than it's one of our favorite shows. Absolutely. I actually used to watch the Golden Girls when Madison was just a baby. Like that was the show I'd watch while she was taking her nap or, or even just cleaning the house. It's a show you can put on. And do other things while it's on, especially when you've seen it a hundred times. Yes, I love a show that I can put on while I'm doing laundry or while I'm cooking dinner and I can just glance over every once in a while, have a nice laugh. Yes, well, that's how I feel about The Office. I think uh, The Office is absolutely my favorite show, which I can't wait to do a little deep dive on Jenna Fisher and Angela Kinsey's friendship. I know. I know you love The Office and I haven't seen it. I I just feel like I don't have the time to commit to a, a long running show. Yes, it is a commitment, but very, very well worth it. <laughs> I know. I'll do it. I'll do it this summer. So since The Office is my favorite show, did you know that The Office and The Golden Girls have a connection? No. What is the connection? Yes. So Kent Zabornak, who is the uh, executive producer and writer of The Office. Wait a second. Actually- you said, hold on. You said Ken Spornak? I did. Oh, okay. Yes. So he was the assistant to Susan Harris, um, who is the creator of The Golden Girls. When she created Dorothy, she loved Kent Zabornak so much that she ended up naming one of her characters after him, which of course is Dorothy Zabornak. Yes. Kent Zabornak worked on the show for seven, all seven seasons, and he grew to love B. Arthur like a second mother. Aww. I feel like I would love her like a second mother as well. I feel the same way. She seems like a really cool lady. I have a question for you. Yes. If you were a golden girl, which one would you be? I would definitely be Dorothy. A less mean version of Dorothy. Dorothy can be a little mean. She can. I'm snarky and I'm sarcastic, but I wouldn't be mean to my best friend Rose. (laughs) Even though, she, even though she's a dingbat, I feel like I wouldn't be so mean to her. 
I agree. I definitely, definitely think you're a Dorothy. <laughs> yes. And I'm tall. I'm tall like Dorothy. I'm you less are. man less manly. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> what about you? Who are you? I've actually put some thought into this. I am a Blanche and a Rose mixed up together. Okay. Because you're sweet and innocent like Rose. I think that comes from coming from a small town, even though I'm not from the Midwest, uh, a small town, she's from a small town. And I think that just comes like becomes your character. Yes. And I love, I love some of like, she has those small town St. Olaf stories. And I feel like you have some good small town stories too. Like the last time we were together and we were in the car and you talked about getting stuck behind old Bunsy on your way to work. <laughs> he said, if I get stuck behind old Bunsy, it'll take me it'll be 30 miles an hour the whole way. <laughs> yes, I had to beat him on his like daily track. We were on, we're on the same track. You know, we go the same way, the same time. So I have to beat him or I yes. get stuck behind him. Yes. You got you to beat old Bunsy. That's correct. Okay. But you're definitely not as slutty as Blanche, but no. you are flirt. Oh yeah. You definitely. love to flirt. I do. I do. Well, I did before I was married. Yes. When you were teenagers, <laughs> you loved to flirt. I did. So did you know that they went through a ton of cheesecakes filming these episodes? Can oh, you take a guess on how many cheesecakes we, they went through? Oh my gosh. I love the cheesecake at the table talks. Whenever something important was happening, they pulled out a cheesecake. How many? Well, there was seven seasons. I feel like they mm -hmm. did it on most episodes. So maybe a couple hundred. The site said over 100. Okay. So I'm right. So over a hundred cheesecakes. Wow. Over a hundred cheesecakes were purchased for the Golden Girls. Wow. That's a lot of cheesecake. But sometimes right? when you have those important talks you gotta have a little something sweet with it I agree okay so when we're golden girls what's gonna be our midnight treat I don't know I'm not really an ice cream person and I know you are um I am I'm a chocolate person I mean I guess I could eat a cheesecake but cheesecake that's a lot of calories <laughs> <laughs> so we have a lot of important talks right we might weigh a little more than we do now yes definitely we'll have to limit our important talks yes <laughs> or maybe get some low calorie a tray. cake a fruit tray no we can't do a fruit tray <laughs> that's not you can't have important talks over a fruit tray a fruit tray has never solved any problems. Not no. like a cheesecake does. Absolutely. Um, I have a little game for you. Okay. I have a little you, game for you. You do? Yes. I hope it's not the same game. Me too. I just have some <laughs> trivia questions. What do you have? Oh, well, I have four quotes 
from each of the Golden Girls. And I want you to guess who said that quote. Okay, let's see if I can do I feel like I'll be good at this. Okay, I think so too. So you just have to really listen. There's a couple of them that are kind of tricky. Okay. But I think you can do this. Okay. Okay. So here is quote number one. My mother always used to say, the older you get, the better you get, unless you're a banana. <laughs> that sounds like Rose, because it's a little silly. Ding, ding, ding. You're right. I mean, it's the truth, though. <laughs> it is, but you could see Rose saying it. Yes. Okay. Hey, one so far, three right. to go. Here comes your next one. I saw my entire life flash before my eyes, and I thought, what a shame if I die now. I'm too young, and I'm wearing the wrong underwear. <laughs> That's Blanche. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too young. That's Blanche, for sure. I'm wearing the wrong underwear. <laughs> okay, here comes the next one. People waste their time pondering whether the glass is half empty or half full. Me? I just drink whatever's in the glass. Ooh. It's tricky. This is a tricky one. So I have between Sophia and Dorothy. I feel yes. like Dorothy is going to have a real snarky quote. So I'm going to say that's <laughs> Sophia. Correct. Yay. Look at me. Okay. Last it. one. And obviously... Right? I hope you get this last one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is actually Rose voice saying, where are you going? And mm -hmm. then this is your mystery person. To either get ice cream or commit a felony, I'll decide in the car. Dorothy. Absolutely. I feel like I did really well. So I'm going to ask you some trivia questions. Ooh, are you ready? I'm ready. We'll see how you do. Some okay. of these are a little bit, little bit difficult. What did Blanche call her dad? Big daddy. Big daddy. Yes. What does Sophia always carry around? Oh, her purse. Her purse. Her yes. purse. I actually have a fun fact about that purse later on. Oh, let's on. hear it. Let's hear you want to hear it now? Yes. Okay. So that purse, she, um, Estelle Getty, brought that purse to her audition so that was like her character type that she was trying to portray so she bought that purse herself and brought it to her audition and they liked it so much they decided to keep it oh that was her her trademark thing it was she always carried that purse around right but that was, she brought it like that yeah. was her character choice that she brought to her audition and they kept it that's really amazing that's really neat she knew she knew what she wanted that character to be and and they liked it yes that's awesome okay cool story ready for the next question yes all right do you remember Rose's dead husband's name. Is it Charlie? Charlie. Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, goodness. This isn't was, a question. This isn't ahead. a question, but can we remember? So Rose, Blanche, 
and Sophia are all widows. Correct. And then Dorothy's ex-husband was Stan. So what was Blanche's husband's name? Do you remember that? George. George. Was it George? That sounds, yeah. So Rose and Charlie, Blanche and George. What about Sophia? Uh, it was Sal. Salvador. Salvador. Yep. Okay. What is Sophia's pet name for Dorothy? Oh, it's Pussycat. Pussycat. Where is Sophia originally from? Sophia, Sicily. Yep. Picture it. Sicily. 1922. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What state is Rose from? Oh, well, we discussed that she's from... St. Olaf. St. Olaf, Minnesota. Minnesota. Yay! (laughs) That's right. And then what was the name of the retirement home that Sophia lived in? Oh, uh, Shady Pines. Shady Pines. Good job. Yay! Well, we did do our homework prior to this. And honestly, I knew all those answers. Yes. Before doing any of like the research, the things I found out of on the research didn't really have to do with the actual episodes, more behind the scenes stuff, more about the actual actors themselves. Yeah. I wonder if they were friends, you know? Yeah. Outside of the show. I'm sure. I don't know. I remember seeing something about a, um, a conflict between B. Arthur and Betty White but you know how they sometimes do that to try and get press for the show and stuff. I wonder if that was true. One of the big things, so I've already mentioned this, but I feel like they were always so mean to Rose. <laughs> they were so mean to her, but she was a bit of an idiot. <laughs> so, yes. But I mean, just straight to her face. They called her an idiot and a moron, all of it. Yes. Well, with Estelle Getty, she, in the beginning of the episode, uh, they discussed that she had a stroke and that it had uh, damaged the part of her brain that decided what was okay to say, like her filter, it damaged her filter. Okay. But they only say it in that first episode. Uh, Yeah, I don't remember that. So unless you watch that first episode... You just think she's a snarky old lady. They don't bring it up again. Like, oh, that's just her stroke talking, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's funny. So, so the, so people in my life that have no filter and are mean, it's just because they've had a stroke. Is that their excuse? (laughs) Cause I have some people. That was Sophia's excuse. I don't know if it's everybody's excuse. Okay. So I'll have to ask when somebody that I know in real life and may I may or may not be talking about someone in particular. (laughs) We won't say, but I'll ask. Well, since we're talking about Estelle Getty who plays Sophia, she was actually a year younger than B. Arthur. Really? Yes. And it would take them 45 minutes to do her makeup for every shoot. Oh my gosh. So every time she was in a scene uh, during that day, she had to do a 45 minute makeup routine just to get her to look older. And I think they did really good because I did not know this fact until recently. I always thought she was older. 
Oh, yeah. And I know she passed away first out of the four of them. She, I had heard that she had Alzheimer's. And so she didn't even really remember much about the show later in life because of that, you know, that terrible disease. So. Yeah, that's, that's awful. Like, I know, I feel so sorry for families that have to go through that. I know she had such a full, fun life and then to have it end so tragically with, with that Alzheimer's would be awful. Well, and her character said a lot of uh, things that were mean and cruel, but there were a few things that she would not joke about. And she took it straight to the producers that she will refuse to joke about gays or domestic violence. So even though she does all these jokes and these one-liners, none of them are about gays or domestic violence. Oh, wow. Well, good for her. I know, yeah, the show, when I was doing some research, they talked about how the show would pick up and talk about these things that were going on in real life, like like the lesbian and gay community. They would talk about um, immigration. Do you remember Dorothy had a student who she tutored she submitted an essay that he wrote to win some sort of contest. But in doing that, she revealed his illegal status to the immigration people and he was going to be deported. I can't remember how it turned out. I'm sure they saved him in some way, but you know, for them to talk about these big things that were happening is really cool. Well, I think too, to put something personal on it. So there's so many times you hear these stories, but it's not personal to you. But the way they went about with the show made you relate and actually truly think about these issues in a different light, thinking of it as a friend or thinking of it being someone you know. Yes. Do you remember the episode where Rose was afraid that she had gotten HIV? She had a blood transfusion and they were afraid she might have been infected with HIV. This is when HIV was really only a gay man disease. So they had it on this show that it's this middle income white woman that has, that possibly has HIV. So it wasn't just a gay man's disease anymore. And they, they wanted to put that out there. They had a good way of bringing up hard topics and making them into regular scenarios. Yes. Do you remember the episode where Dorothy's best friend, I think it was her best friend or her sister, was a lesbian. She came out as a lesbian. Right. And she had a crush on Rose. I remember that episode. It was so cute. The Ray Rose she was found so out about the news. She was so innocent. And I loved in the end, they said something along the lines of, Can I, is my friendship enough for you? Yeah. And she was like, absolutely. So it was just a really sweet ending, if I'm yes. remembering it correctly. Yes. And Blanche was so offended that she didn't have a crush on her. <laughs> she said, it's, it's impossible. There's no way she has a crush on Rose and not on me. <laughs> Almost jealous. Yes, she's definitely jealous. 
Oh my gosh. Did you know that there is a Golden Girls cruise? Oh, well, no, I didn't. But I think I found our next girls trip. I know. There's a cruise <laughs> that leaves from Miami and goes down, I think, to Mexico. And it looks really fun. There's trivia nights. There's drag shows. There's a party on the beach. Golden Girls themed. It looks really fun. Okay, I'm signing up for this. I'm okay. going on a Golden Girls cruise. Okay, we do like to take our once or twice yearly girls trips. So yes, that's it. We're we'll going. Do we'll do this one. Although I don't know if I'm a cruiser. I've never been on a cruise. Have you? I have not been on a cruise. But I have watched the show on Netflix that talks about behind the scenes of cruises. The same thing. You I watched it too? Scene. Yes, the documentary, and they show how they do all the laundry, and they do. <laughs> I thought I was the only one who would watch that. Oh my gosh! Yes, I watched it too. Okay, did you see where they like pan out from over the ship and there's so many people you can't even see the deck space? Yes, that doesn't sound fun. That worried me. I know, that to be trapped, me. to be trapped on a boat with that many people. And no. also, how do those things float? <laughs> I have I'm, no idea. I'm asking know. a real question. It seems very weird that those are floating around. On the ocean. It's a big, it's like a city and it's floating. I don't understand how it floats. I need to know, I need to know the mechanics of this. If you know these things, please email us. (laughs) Yes. I don't understand. It's a big, heavy thing full of metal. There must be something about the engines. Right. (laughs) The documentary did not explain that part. That's the part we need to know. Not how they do all the laundry. I mean, that was, it was fairly interesting. They had these big machines. I did like the folding machines. (laughs) Folding machine. I want one of those. (laughs) Do you remember that time we were in Hawaii and we went on that little kayak tour and I got kind of sick. I mean, just on a little tiny kayak with a little bit of movement, I got a little bit sick. That's why I wasn't paddling. You got mad at me thinking that I was just letting you do all the work, but it's really because I was a little bit seasick. (laughs) Uh, Well, let's, let's, let's tell the story how I remember it. So I'm, it's a double paddle. It's a two person tandem kayak. I take the front Mm -hmm. and Tristan takes the back. Mm-hmm. And we're halfway out into the ocean in Hawaii. It's beautiful. It's amazing. And I feel like I'm really working hard to get out to this island that we're kayaking out to. And I take a glance behind me and see Tristan just relaxing and enjoying the sunshine <laughs> as I'm paddling away. I was taking a little break when you happened to look back. That's all. Every That's time all it was. I look back. She's relaxing. Or I see her paddle barely grazing the water. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I don't know what to say. I was paddling. I mean, it was only three miles there and three miles back. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> and you paid me back by dumping me in the water. 
in my defense, I dumped myself in the water as well. Okay, there we, were a lot of waves. There were. We got to tell this whole story, okay? Because there's more, there's more that happens. So we take kayaks out to this little island, got to explore the island. It's really fun. We got to get back. We're with a tour group. So we have a couple of guides and there's other people. And we get back in the kayak. We get out you know, from the the shore, we paddle out just past where the waves are breaking to wait for everybody else to get on their kayaks and come out. And what did you do? My seat had a wrinkle in it. And I had to get the wrinkle out so that I could safely paddle you and I back to shore. (laughs) And when I scooted my butt a little bit to get the padding fixed, you dumped us over. Do you remember like the, it took a long time. It wasn't just like one, like, oop, we fell. It was like this series of like little <laughs> earthquakes, you know, <laughs> rocking back and forth. Oh, oh no. Oh no. Even, Here we go. You even mm-hmm. had time to say, what are you doing? Yes. And we had a dry bag that we had put all of our stuff in, our phones and our lunch and everything. We had a dry bag. Well, I also blame you for not fully rolling down the dry bag before you buckled it. I did say I was half rose. This was my rose moment. (laughs) This was a rose moment. A little, little dingbat here. (laughs) So the dry bag goes in the ocean. We're just floating around and we have to get back into the kayak somehow. And I don't know if you guys, you besties out there have ever been in the middle of the ocean and tried to get back into a kayak. It's not easy. You have to heave your body up well, into and the to seat. flip the kayak back over. It was difficult. It was. It and was. people I, were watching us. It was probably a show. I'm sure we gave them a show because we were also laughing. We were dying laughing. I think actually the tour guide was getting a little irritated with us. <laughs> she was like, okay, get back in your boat. And we were just laughing and could barely, barely do anything. So we flipped the kayak over. We heaved our bodies <laughs> back into the kayak. I mean, legs in the air, like yeah. we get the dry bag back in. So we didn't know anything was wrong. We got back in the boat, we get to shore, and both of our phones had gotten wet and were not working. We are dependent on our phones. Yes. We depend on our phones for directions on an island that we have never been to. That was our first time visiting Hawaii. We were on the other side of the island from where we were staying. So we really had no idea how to get back to where we needed to be. So we stopped and got a map. So I'm looking at this map, probably upside down. I have no idea how to read a map because I normally am just on my phone and it says, turn left. The problem was, is that we didn't know the exact location once we got to the other side of the island. So the map could not help us because we didn't know exactly where we were going. The location was in our dead phones. Yes. And we were, we were like, okay, we'll get to where we know we kind of need to be. And maybe our memories, you know, will help us. 
We'll recognize something, a light bulb will go off and we'll be like, this is it. I recognize it. Yeah. Nope. Maybe we both had a little rose moment here because we had no idea. Well, then we, then we both got into a Dorothy moment. (laughs) There was some tension. There was some tension. There was some blame. There was no name calling. No. But... It was getting there. It was escalating quickly. This was probably one of my only memories, besides when we were teenagers, of us getting into a little bit of a tense moment. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like we handled it so well because I could feel you getting angry. I could feel me getting angry. And I remember like us taking this deep breath and saying, we need to fix this problem. So we pulled over again. We got our phones out. Mine was an older style phone and I was able to take the battery out. They don't have that anymore. But back then I was, it was like the last model where you could still take your battery out of the phone and we were able to hold it in front of the cooler and just kind of dry it off. And we just had this moment of calm, like, okay, we're both in this. Let's calm down. We got my phone to work and we were able Yes, we were, we're gonna have to, to sleep. Back. We were gonna have to sleep on the beach <laughs> if your phone hadn't turned on. We would have right. been two beach bums <laughs> sleeping between some palm trees. <laughs> At least it was Hawaii, right? We wouldn't have froze to death. It was oh perfect gosh. weather. Yes, but we did. We worked it out. There was no name calling. We there was the ten little tension but it passed quickly. That's what you got to do. You just have to take a minute in a friendship. If things are getting tense or heated, you take that minute, you realize this is my friend. I know what's in their heart and I know that it's going to work out. Absolutely. Thank goodness your phone turned on because that map was not getting us anywhere. (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh and we know we know never to give Tristan a map I'm terrible with maps I don't know how to read a map goodness maybe I need to learn (laughs) we did get back to the right side of the island eventually we did okay well I think it's time to do some think and sink so besties this is the part of the episode where we play a little game called think and sink where we test our best friend psychic capabilities so what is the so we need to think of a category oh yeah so since we were talking about vacations do you want to have our category be beach something beach related oh i like i like beach related i think we could do this Okay. All right. Okay. So something, something beachy. (laughs) Something beachy. Okay. Do you have something? Okay. I got it. All right. And something that pertains to us too. Right. Yes. Okay. In three, two, one, whale. Surfing. Surfing. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. What? Yes, it does. What? Think back. I was 17 and you were 18. Okay. Yours is good. Yours is good, too. I think yours is better. 
Oh my gosh. So this, this type of surfing we did was not like Hawaii surfing. This was Oregon coast. Wetsuit. Pacific ocean, freezing cold surfing where we met these guys. We were young and we met these guys <laughs> that were surfers and they wanted to teach us how to surf. So and they gave had, us a free lesson. They gave us a free lesson and we had to get wetsuits. One of the guys worked at the surf shop in town. And so he was going to, you know, let us rent or take a wetsuit to wear. And when he asked us our weight to size us properly. What does a 17-year-old say? A 17-year-old girl talking to a boy that might be cute and on her radar she says at least 15 pounds less than what she is. Not thinking about the consequence of having to put on a wetsuit with no stretch on. That's a a little bit small. And much less trying to get it off. Oh my gosh, trying to get it off was awful. That was terrible. Oh man, trying to get it off. That was... That was probably a sight to see, much like the heaving ourselves onto the kayak. We always get ourselves in these situations. These little pickles. Yours was cute, though. A whale. Because when we were in Hawaii, we were snorkeling, and we're sitting on the beach, and we hear this guy in the background, look at the whale! (laughs) And we're like, and everybody jumped up on the shore to look out at the whale. (laughs) It was the whole beach. I mean, there was probably hundreds of people, and this guy, this very nice, sweet guy that could have kept it to himself and saw the whale on his own, shouted, look at the whale! (laughs) And (laughs) And we're all like, everyone's like, look at the whale! (laughs) Look at the whale! It was fun. That was, that's what I was thinking. Oh, well, I think they good. were both good. They were both good. We'll sync up one of these days. One of these yes. days, we're going to say the same thing and we'll probably just go screaming. Yes. I cannot believe I forgot about surfing. <laughs> okay. Thanks for listening, besties. Thanks, besties. Be sure to follow us on our Insta, Long Distance BFF. Love you, best friend. Love you, best friend. If you have a bestie question or comment or have a request, reach out to us via email at samandtrisldbff at gmail.com or message us through our Instagram, longdistancebff. <laughs>